Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. It's a podcast recordapalooza today. We're going to do two main shows today. This main show is about Unforgiven. So we're going to be talking about the Once Upon a Time episode entitled Unforgiven. This is episode number 266. Mm-hmm. And the show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 266. Excellent. So I do want to thank everyone who supports us however you do, whether you listen, share with folks. And those especially who go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. Mm-hmm. A couple of different ways that they can support us and we appreciate all of them. We do indeed. So we have some fantastic email points mm-hmm. that have been sent to us. Yes. About the episode entitled Unforgiven. So let's go ahead and dive into that. Okay. I'm a little lopsided today. For some reason, one of my headphone, yep. one of my headphone I, pieces is really... I messy. hear you, and it'll clear itself up. Probably. It's, it's happened before. <laughs> not, so. not for you, the listener, because we're <laughs> going to fix that for you. Anyhow, let's go ahead, and, go ahead and get started. This is from Alina, and she said, This show's obsession with purity is exactly the wrong way... It continues to be stupid. The cognizant cognitive dissonance just doesn't make for good television. Maleficent basically revealed that Emma is a human capable of both good and bad acts. Wow. And knowing the bad things Stone and Charming have done, even at that point, makes their insistence, insistence at being heroes two-dimensional. Will Emma really be that mad at them for doing everything they can to protect her from being becoming a villain i miss the snow and charming of snow falls and alina finishes i still love the show well first i have to address that i think it's fantastic <clears throat> the words of the day are cognitive dissonance yeah I, that is those are those are awesome words great words so <laughs> um yeah it is one of those things you just kind of go well yeah doesn't every human being have the ability to go good or evil but i guess I think what what I kind of gathered from what they were saying is that Emma is a little different than normal human beings in that she has a chosen path, quote unquote. She can choose one of the two, but those are her two choices and it's all or nothing. You know what I mean? It didn't seem right. like it was that they were trying to they were trying to make it seem like it was she was going to be all evil or all good and Maybe I'm misreading that, and maybe that's really not what they're intending, but it, that was just kind of the way it kind of came across to me. So I agree. I mean, it is kind of silly to say, oh, she has the the you know propensity to be either good or evil, whichever one she chooses. Well, yeah, we all do. So True. And I agree. I, so I agree with her in that, that it's kind of like, okay, guys, unless they're trying to say that, that something in her specifically is wired that way because she was product of true love right which then then kind of makes me kind of sad about everybody else what are they the product of if they're not the product of true love well let me then then there is no true love other than snow and charming 
that's really kind of sad. Let me or if there is other true loves and everybody is a product of true love, or most people are, then does that mean everybody has the ability to become magical? Well, let me. <laughs> I think let me get to the bottom of it. Yeah. I think what Adam and Eddie are doing here is they're really flipping the Disney-ish ideas. And I say Disney and realize that the stories that Disney has brought to the screen for the most part have been stories written by other people. Okay. Right. Walt Disney did not write all these stories. No. Pinocchio and all that. No. Okay. But the ideas that we get from them is like the initial idea of the path of this person. She will be the savior. Yeah. There's no deviation from that. In the end, she will be the savior. Now, we kind of accepted that, mm-hmm. and we've accepted that destiny. You're kind of forced in that direction, mm-hmm. which none of us really kind of understand, because that's really none of us. What I think Adam and Eddie are doing are trying to make these stories now relatable to all of us. Mm-hmm. And and I, I hear what Alina's saying. It mm-hmm. takes the power out of it, yeah, because it makes Emma human. Mm-hmm. Ordinary. Ordinary, which we've heard a number of times even sure. this season, yeah. this half season. But the the thing mm-hmm. that's cool is that we all have the ability, not necessarily be magical, but to be a hero. Sure. To hero to who? To hero to your family, to mm-hmm. hero to yourself, to mm-hmm. your friends, to your whoever. Yeah. Now that is worth focusing on. Sure. Because then I can be something special right Mm -hmm. even if i come from an adopted childhood a rough childhood Mm -hmm. not trusting any you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so that's why i i like it i hear what alina is saying but i like this type of thing because i can relate to that sure so it's like watching any great biography of somebody who's had a lot of difficulties through life people can relate to that unless you're paris hilton and paris hilton's had difficulties of her own yeah. So, but anyway, I, I, that's what I wanted to say. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. That is true. So, that is I mean, absolutely just, true. It is. So let us move forward to an email from Chris Tipton. And thank you, Alina, for that email. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much, Alina. Sorry. We got embroiled <laughs> in, in commenting on that. So thanks so much. All right. This is from Chris Tipton. Hello. I have to sadly say this was a very meh episode to me. Very slow-paced and plodding. With with that said, my five points. Uh, the reveal of what Snowing did to Maleficent, I'm not sure of how I feel about this. I don't know whether to think it's super dark or just plain silly. I do feel it was kind of a letdown for the build-up, to at least, at least so far. Hopefully there will be more they reveal that will make it better. I have issues with what they're saying about Emma. She's so she. So she's basically any human. She has the potential to be good or bad. So does anyone else. Again, I'm just kind of taking on the same mm-hmm. theme. Yeah. As was mentioned before. And Snow's saying if she turns dark, her child will be doomed to that darkness as well. Excuse me. No child is ever doomed or forced to follow their parents' mistakes. That is just ridiculous. Okay, I'll get off the soapbox. Uh, number four. Maleficent's resurrection. I feel the way this came about made sense and was handled pretty well. It's still pretty convenient and easy that all they needed was her ashes, Snowing's blood, and Snowing's blood. But I suppose that's it's what it is. 
when she materialized, there it was genuinely scary and makes you worry for the charmings. Side note, I'm not digging her horns as good of a job as Eduardo Castro usually does. They look cheaply made and leave a lot to be desired. Oh. All right. And let's talk about uh, number three, Bell and Will. Wow, doctor, I did not see that coming. So Bell has definitely moved on. And I really, really want to know what happened to Anastasia now. It can't be good. That's that's a pretty popular question. And, yeah. and that's number of folks have asked that. Now, this is what Chris said about Corilla. She continues to be absolutely stellar. Her cunning wit and snark easily rivals Regina, in my opinion. I love how she calls everyone darling, sort of a parallel to Rumpel's dearie. Some highlights of her. Wanting to turn Granny into a fur coat. She wears blood diamonds, apparently, and she likes Charming's looks. She's by far the best of the three. Still waiting on Ursula to become interesting at all. I feel like I seem to say this about every new villain, but Cruella is already one of my favorite villains yet. In fact, just for fun, I'm going to rate the villains. And so Chris's list of villains in order from one to down is Cruella, Rumple, Ingrid, Pan, Cora, Zelina, Maleficent, and Ursula. And Chris doesn't count Regina because she's no longer a villain. But when she was, she was obviously the best, and Greg and Tamara just sucked. Yeah, well. <laughs> and I would agree. There's a lot of people that agree with you on that as well. I would agree, but I would put actually, um, I'd put Maleficent a little higher than a couple of those, but I, I would actually say that that's a pretty darn good list. I would actually put Pan above Ingrid. Ingrid was just misunderstood. Pan was just pure evil. But yeah, Corella is pretty good. Uh, Rumple is actually my number one still right now, just because he's such a villain right now. He's such a baddie. Um, but anyway, and I, I kind of agree. I'm waiting for Ursula to become interesting. I'm really kind of annoyed that Ursula hasn't had any real oomph. Oh, I think we're about to see. We're going to see some. Yeah, I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. But I hope this isn't a hook broke her heart because they dated and then he dumped her kind of you know what i mean i really kind of hope they don't go that route we'll see because then that would just make me really kind of go well i was kind of sad at the past that they gave that that maleficent gave regina about her capturing because they really made a point to say regina captured maleficent as a Mm -hmm. dragon Mm mm-hmm under the earth. Oh yeah, yeah. And that how her in that form, yeah. Right. And then when she finally basically confronted her about it, said, "Well, you don't you hold grudges. I know you do." It's like, "Yeah, but there's far other, other crimes I, that are worth, you know, yeah. whatever." And I was like, "Really? You let her off the hook?" So, that that in the grand scheme of things, trapping her in dragon form really isn't that bad. Well, it made my it. eye twitch a little bit, but anyway, that was just <clears throat> me. Uh, I'm going to go down to number one, Regina and Marco. This was easily my favorite part of an otherwise lackluster episode. I heartily agree with you. Seeing Regina so vulnerable and apologizing like that was so amazing. She truly is a hero, one of the good guys, if you will. I know many fans miss the evil queen, but I absolutely adore where she is now. Some of the best character development I've ever witnessed on screen. And I just want to input this really fast. There's a lot of people that are not watching Once Upon a Time right now. Mm -hmm. And I think they are missing probably some of the best 
payoffs Mm -hmm. and the best, as Chris is saying here, character development of the entire show. Right. But because they were either turned off by Cruella DeVille or the Frozen stuff or whatever, they're missing the best depth of the show. Mm Mm-hmm. They may not like this and that, but I think as a whole, they're really missing out. And oh, I, 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 they're missing out. They I'll are. Just they are. Stop there. So, uh, Marco giving her August stuff was tear worthy and very exciting. Can't wait to see all that was in that satchel. That's that's very true. We saw, yeah, a little bit as as things progressed. <clears throat> So Regina reminiscing about her happiness with Robin was heartbreaking. Robin needs to get his hands on that scroll and get back to town. We'll see. We'll see about that. Overused term of the week, witches. Yeah, they said witches a a lot. lot. Anyway, so back to Chris's. Back to Chris's email. Uh, Well, after a second watch and writing this feedback, I like this episode more, but still not great. Seven out of ten chiseled chins. Mm -hmm. You got to have chiseled chins out there. Even on the police force. Even in Storybrooke. All right. This is from Trace. Hello again, Colleen and Jeff. You said it was interesting to hear how we all found your podcast. I heard you and Colleen on a roundtable on the once podcast. I think it was Greetings from Storybrooke. Yeah. Those are a bit hectic to listen to, but you and Colleen stood out to me with your positivity. Thank you very much. (laughs) There's a lot of haters out there in the fandom. Oh, yes, there are. Mm-hmm. So I choose to listen to a few podcasts where I feel the hosts actually love the show, like I do. And you and Colleen remain my top faves. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, at the time, was binge watching once and to get caught up. So I would watch the show, then go and listen to your podcast, and I've loved it since. Thank you very much. <laughs> I enjoy hearing everyone's feedback as well. The fans of your podcast are funny and most of all positive. I usually end up rewatching the show due to others' thoughts that are so interesting. Okay. Love Fest over for now. <laughs> we appreciate that. And you know what? It is true. Our fans, we do have some pretty amusing and very, very talented fans, uh, writing and other things. We've got some amazing fans and, and we do love our, our listeners and, I'm glad that the, their stuff inspires you, too. You know, that's the reason we did this. It's a fan podcast. And, yep. yes, we do try to remain positive. There are things that we will flat out say we don't like or we, you know, didn't quite, you know, appreciate as much as other things. But overall, we try to stay as positive as possible because it is a great show. It really, really is. Yep. And, and then we, you know, I think most everybody knows that. And the haters, unfortunately, they just – haters going to hate. That is true because so. it's in their name. There you go. All right. I will continue with Trace's email. Here are a few of my thoughts for this week. Last week, I said I thought Lily was involved. And now we all know how. I totally agree with both of you that Lily is the lost child. Well, Colleen, I never thought of the baby in utero swap idea, though. So interesting of a theory. She has a star tattoo, so the father could be the sorcerer because of the stars in the hat. Or the author, because now we know he left clues to where his his whereabouts, and maybe the tattoo is a clue for Lily. But King Stefan could also be. Maleficent may have found a way to get Lily over to this land prior to the curse, or the sorcerer sent her over to save her. Here's a side note I found interesting. Lily means pure and innocent. 
but her quote-unquote foster-adoptive father called her Lilith, which means dark and evil. So Maleficent's child, like she said to Snow, has the potential to be very evil, but also very good as well. I think the irony in all of this will be that Snow and Charming did everything in their power to assure that Emma would be good, but not doing anything dark. By not doing anything dark. By not doing anything dark. But all this was lying and betrayal. Is what. But all this lying and betrayal is what will send Emma dark now anyway. And they're holding things back and they're trying to protect her. And it, I do see it backfiring mm-hmm. <clears throat> pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. But if they would have just worked together, they would have probably done more good to stop the curse. Kind of like now. It seems to me that everyone is on the same on the same side. They just don't realize it yet. They all want to find the author and get the happy endings. If the heroes and villains would team up for once, imagine what they could accomplish. Very true. Absolutely true. So finish up the email and then I have a few points. To okay. Talk about. All right. So I think I will. I just used up all my time on that story arc. There was way too much good stuff in this episode. I agree. I can't not add though how great the acting was this week by all and oh my god bell and will old rump is not going to like this one at all no that's true hope you feel better jeff big love to all oncers out there this is going to be so good talk to you all next week trace yes thank you first for the email and there were some great points in there and as i was reading through it it brought up a really good one but let's kind of start towards the top The star tattoo as a clue to her father is very interesting because it's a birthmark. It's not even like a tattoo. It's a birthmark. So that's kind of an interesting thought. I do find it fascinating. It would make sense because the sorcerer being her real father, the sorcerer's been around for as long as we can imagine and Maleficent too because clearly Maleficent's been around for ages and ages and ages. Um, So that would make it very interesting if the sorcerer is her father and then if that's the case she too like emma has a path she could have gone down mm-hmm. and what would be interesting is if in fact she does turn out to be really 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 good and her parents are evil ones then charming's being so good emma could turn out to be really 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 evil so right. complete opposite. <clears throat> so that's one thing. But I, I do like that idea. Uh, Stefan being her father, that's a, a, you know, that could very well be a possibility as well. It would make for a nice little twist. It would kind of fall in line with what they did in the Maleficent movie, the Disney movie last year, um, where Maleficent and Stefan were friends and actually were in love. And then he broke her heart. So that could possibly be, you know, part of it too, which would really make things interesting but the bigger part of what i pulled out of this was the statement that everyone's on the same side they just don't know it yet and actually if you think about it the villains all want exactly what the heroes want everybody wants a happy right right true so really in this case are the villains really villains maybe it's the author that's the villain hmm 
Maybe there's really only one villain, and it's the author. Yeah. And the author is making decisions willy-nilly for whatever reason. Now, the villains are considered villains because of how they go about things. They do things that are, you know, less than pleasant sometimes. But if the author's the one controlling everything and writing how they are, then I think the author's the villain. Mm. The villains and heroes are just... They're just people who are going about things, trying to get what everybody wants in life, to be loved and to have a happy ending, right? Well, there's even been <clears throat> songs that call us pawns in a game, mm-hmm. and you know, that would fit in with your... Yeah. So So at this point, I think maybe the author's the only villain, and the rest of them are just how they go about their happy ending is maybe not as you know good as they should be doing it, but they're being written as villains because... You know, you got to have conflict, right? Yeah. You no, that's have, a good point. You can't have all good. You got to have evil to counterbalance the good, and vice versa. So, but at this point, the way that and and I agree completely. If the villains and heroes connected and work together, I mean, we're seeing we're seeing that happening right now. Actually, if you think about it, right? We're seeing Regina teaming up with the heroes. All right, let's continue on, Chris has sent another email with a great point. I have a theory that maybe Maleficent's child's father may be King Stefan. This would definitely be a one-style twist on the original story. So, again, we have a number of folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, again, it's a great point, and it would be very interesting to see. And, again, it it would fit very nicely with the actual movie, which they seem to be taking pages from that particular book. Yes. um, In how they're dressing Maleficent and that sort of thing. So... Indeed. This is from Katie. Hi, Jeff and Colleen. I've enjoyed this season so far. I think that Snow and Charming should have told Emma the truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I like the way they painted all the dangers surrounding that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that we see why Snow held it back. Right. But what we've been told all of our life, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Tell the truth. You're not going to get in trouble if you tell the, the truth. truth. Shall the set you the free. truth will set you free. And also, the truth is like elevated to that's what we need to live for. And that's really the, the epitome of life is the truth. But sometimes the truth has a lot of pain involved it, and a lot of it, ex, explanation and does. a lot of why did you do that, you know, or whatever. Well, and here's the reality. It's very difficult. There's almost no win in this, theoretically. If, right. you do, if you do something that is not good, not pure, not pleasant, not lovely, not wonderful, not truthful, not if you if you kind of give into that darkness and you do something, mistake or otherwise, intentional or otherwise, you tell the truth. The problem you have with something like that is that telling the truth is going to cause pain. Not telling the truth may cause more. So there's no getting around it. Right. There really isn't any getting around it. You ha- it just it you're going to cause pain no matter what you do. Right. Because nothing is worse than I mean it's it's really sad to hear a truth about someone that you love that is makes them, you know, paints them in a bad light. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear that their loved one did something wrong. Right. But to hide that and not tell it it will hear have from somebody else. Yeah. A- it will have lasting right. psychological effects down the road, guaranteed. I know because I have been the victim of this. Mm-hmm. 
and I'll tell you that it not from it, me. No, 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 no. Gosh, no, from other <laughs> family members. Anyway. And it 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 <coughs> will it, it impacts me all the time, all the time, because I found out, and it was still never even admitted. Anyway, long story. Bottom line is, just tell the truth. <laughs> it's not. I mean, <laughs> you're going to cause pain, but it's better to you know at least be upfront and say this is how it is and let somebody kind of process and get through it and, and grieve if they need to and then get on, move on. It's much harder when you find out about it and Okay. Anyway. We got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I no more Doctor Phil. We're moving away from there. All right. So Lily could be Maleficent's daughter, especially since it's been hinted that she will be in another episode. True? Mm-hmm. I think Henry will find out who the author, I'm sorry, who the writer is in a couple more episodes. Have a great week, Katie. Thanks so thanks, much, Katie. Katie. And yes, very popular theories and very viable and uh, ones I can get on board with. Definitely, you know, a lot of different things point to that. Emma's best friend, mm-hmm. the matching star thing. Right. So, yeah, right. a lot of different well, things. Emma's was pen. I know, but well, she wished on a star too. So there's she a did. lot of things. She had a star on her keychain, yeah. the sheriff star. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Lots of things. Yep. So this email's from Brad. Uh, good day, darlings. I don't smell any gin on his breath, so no. he's fine. He's yeah, different. He's fine. Here are things I've learned this week in this episode: Unforgiven. Number one, if you want to keep Henry happy, make sure those chocolate donuts are frosted. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Number two, sometimes at 2.38 in the morning, whiskey is the only thing that will help. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. McCutcheon whiskey at that. Number three, rushing granny is a very bad idea and will only prolong your misery. <laughs> and will get you pushed beneath the guy that's taken gold's place with Bell. Exactly. Well, and actually, remember, for those of us that know, depending on... When the tor- the timeline is for Alice in Wonderland, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, he started off in Granny's Diner stealing from her. Hmm. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. All right. I I will continue. Number four, after six months outside of Storybrooke, gold still does not possess the most powerful object our world has to offer, a smartphone. <laughs> and I, I just want to say, remember the trouble he had with his phone in the elevator trying to talk to Belle? He has trouble with cell phones and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. You can go watch the old episodes. He's trying to talk to Belle, remember? And yeah. basically apologize or tell her goodbye. <sighs> anyway, number five, a car full of parking violations and a glove box stocked with gin is per- is a perfectly acceptable when Sheriff Chisel Chin pulls you over. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> number six, in the highly debated hot top of French fries versus onion wing. Let me try it again. Number six. In the highly debated hot topic of French fries versus onion rings, Emma is pro rings. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. Most girls are. Yeah. You just got to carry a little rings, cinnamon though. gum because that pro onions. Rings. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you're here with me. I need your help. Not all. All but the there time. Are, there are a number of them. That's true. Number seven. As long as Belle and her extraordinary inventory skills are around will steving days may be over that, that bell she's incredible mm-hmm. she's kind of like 
Mary Lou Henner. She has a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Mary Lou Henner has a photographic memory. She does. Who just looks at something and remembers eidetic, everything. Eidetic memory, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's frightening. Um, eidetic is actually not fo- – it's different than photographic, if I'm not mistaken. The way I understand eidetic memory is they have a, an un- – believable ability to remember specific details like what right. they were wearing what the weather was like yeah. on a very specific day i think she's got that i'm Marilyn pretty Hanner, sure i'm pretty positive has a an eidetic memory i wish i had that because yeah. then i could keep my office just however i want and, and then i'll remember everything and for the kids who don't know who mary Lynn, mary lou henner was she was on the tv show taxi in the Late seventies, early. 80s. Very funny show. Very funny show, and she is she's fantastic as far as that goes. I, supposedly, she had the whole entire script for every character memorized. Yeah, she's pretty. I mean, she's, yeah, she's one of those character, one of those people you just kind of go, wow. Anyway, yeah. Uh, all right, boy, it's <laughs> nice little sidetrack there. Yeah, it's wild getting back on the horse. Okay. Number eight, the Charmings would have made great villains with their lying skills. Ursula and Cruella should take note. Mm-hmm. They're telling lots of fibs there, boy. They lots were of fibs. Indeed. They were indeed. By omission and commission and all the missions. They're just holding things back and not yep. telling the truth. Number nine, after all the curses in Storybrooke, not one person thought of maybe weaving in some IMAX for everyone. Yeah, they have those That's old, old CRT computers. That's yeah. a shame. But Bill Gates is probably chuckling and saying, ha ha, see? <laughs> We're in Storybrooke. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, poor. Yeah. All right. But they probably had a budget, so that's why it was mm-hmm. a Windows computer and not a Mac. They're yep. expensive. Mm-hmm. I don't have one. Yeah. Number 10, Emma's new superpower Emma needs a new superpower because her old one is about as reliable as sleeping on guard duty. But um, but that's the truth. Yeah, sleeping on guard duty is not very reliable. No, we love sleepy, but we do. He, He's an awesome dude. Not a good guard, really. Yeah. The Golden Bird story has struck again, and Brad has sent me a fantastic screen capture of the Golden Bird story appearing in the Henry's storybook. Oh, nice storybook. Storybook. Cool. All right. And this is from Marilyn. Hi, Jeff and Colleen. I know that I'm probably too late for your podcast. Oh, no. You're just on time. (laughs) You are. You're perfectly on time. We actually, because of my sickness, we waited for you. you (laughs) Anyway. Um, Taping to comment on this episode, but I just wanted to say that I really missed both. That was an awkward sentence, babe. Let me try it again. I'm not having a good day. You're having a little trouble. This is really... You're a little, still a little fuzzy? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me try it from the beginning. Uh, this is from Marilyn. Hi, Jeff and Colleen. I know that I'm probably too late for your podcast taping to comment on the episode, but I wanted to say that I really missed both once and your podcast during the break and welcome you both back. Take care, Marilyn. Thank you so Thanks, much. Marilyn. Marilyn. We missed it too. Yes. We did. It, it was, was nice it was, to have a break. Exactly. But, but, That's exactly what I was saying. It was really nice to have a break. But now they're back in the swing of things. It's It's been fun. I also wanted to talk about the new graphics that are coming. Yes. And so Colleen and I and... Well, one of our listeners mm-hmm. who is a fantastic artist. Yes. She has done some amazing uh, animated artwork graphics she's very very talented she's won awards for mm-hmm. her stuff and you probably know her on twitter as slay cat 
Slate Cat um, Art. Yeah, Slate Cat Art. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, like I said, or if you're on Facebook, I don't know if you're connected, but bottom line is she's very, very talented. And the planets kind of line themselves up very nicely. And we worked on uh, really what I think is brilliant and gorgeous logo for the podcast. And I can't wait for you guys to see it. It is spectacular. And it just, it blows my mind. I'm in awe of her talent and her ability to, you know, creatively come up with them ideas. You know, we had some ideas. We started noodling around with them and she started drawing some rough sketches and they were fantastic. And then we started to kind of talk a little more and and it morphed from what we originally had in mind, but I think actually it works better than my original idea. So we're really excited for you guys to see that. And we'll be revealing that soon. And definitely it's going to be on t-shirts and different things. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. We will let you know if there's stuff available for yeah. whatever but and incredible again, stuff. We will so. we will we'll be revealing it. We'll make a formal presentation at some point and when we do, you know, by all means congratulate Kat on her do. her brilliant work and mm-hmm. um, let her know how much you appreciate it because we certainly do. <laughs> yes, and I think unless there's something else huge, I think this is going to be the graphic that we're going to use from here on out. Yeah. To the end, however many more seasons there are. Right. And I was just, I was tired of coming up with new things. And I just wanted well, one really fantastic one. And then that's yeah. really it. And that that's so, really kind of what we're looking at is yeah. that this is, you know, we've had some great themed ones for yeah. the years that we've used it. And Maryland's was incredible. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. So. And, um, so I think having this one from the, from this point forward to the remainder of the show will be and actually, Obi's girl created the first. The very first one? Okay. Yeah, I, I cobbled one together, and then Obi's girl really helped us out originally nice. way back. Yeah, and then Marilyn. Season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. We've, had, we've had some great artwork, and we've, yeah. had some, we've had some really talented people who have been generous to share those talents with us, and we absolutely appreciate that. And yep. so, yeah. All right, and I believe we're coming to the end. I think that's all of the emails for Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to thank everyone for listening and sending in their feedback. We still have a voicemail line. I'm pretty sure it still works, but yeah, it, it's it's now to emails. Nothing against that. That's perfectly fine. And sure. as, as long as they come in to us, and that's great. So I want to send big love out to everyone, however you found us. Remember, big love is so big that you can't keep it all to yourself. Take what you need and give the rest to somebody else. And I think that's what makes life worth living. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to do that. Mm -hmm. But honestly, that's what makes life worth living. And until next time, I want to thank everyone for joining us, sharing this show with other oncers tweeting while you listen we appreciate all of that until next time this is jeff colleen saying bye-bye see you later see you later see you later bye thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the once upon a time fan podcast this is a Rony's own media production our website is once upon a time podcast.com you can contact us by going to once upon a time podcast.com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media. 
by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time.